This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 877 of Little Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Kristen Piles. On this Monday, joined today by James Dean Raider, Ben Funky Askren. We're all over the country. JD's in, I think, Nebraska. I'm in definitely Tennessee. Ben, we all know where he is. The basement of the HQ of Conchyville RTC. What's going on, guys? JD's eyebrows and mustache are looking more exquisite today than usual. The lighting is is helpful. It's sure. really popping for me. Thing. It's popping big time. It's got, he's got 2023 is, is going to be JD's year, according to his. So I already got a new glow about me. That's awesome. Uh, That's JD, are you really in Nebraska? I am. What are you doing? I'm with family. Oh, I thought you were from Iowa. I got family all over. Yeah, he's got okay. people everywhere. Okay, cool. Well, I okay. watched a lot of wrestling, so I'm excited to talk about it. We not only had college stuff, but obviously I mentioned. Wisconsin high school wrestling. So uh, we have much holiday tournaments, and everything else. What's in the top of your mind as a, uh, as you look at the things you want? to? Well, no one wants to talk about Wisconsin high school wrestling. So we'll, that we'll, is true. Mid- <laughs> Midlands, obviously we got the cheese head this weekend though. That's a big one. Um, that's probably the, t- that is the toughest Wisconsin tournament. Um, all the ones last week are kind of like, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth, like, in, you know, that area. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So what, what actually is on top of your mind? Midlands, let's go. I'm ready. Midlands. All right. So Midlands concluded. Uh Northwestern won. Congrats to Coach Storniello and companies. They brought home a title. Uh the most significant final for me was well, there's a lot to unpack with, with Midlands, but Quincy Monday going up and beating DJ Hamity was uh you know telling. And mm-hmm. to me it's I don't. I don't know if it's confirmed. JD wrote it in here that it is confirmed. He will be it, staying at one sixty five. Who confirmed? Okay, it? So this is permanent. Who they won the coaching staff. Okay. Who? The coaching staff. Okay. So he's staying. I, I, mean, like, I, I just said to JD. I don't before, know about Patrick. Uh, I said to JD before the show is. Um, why would he have even bothered making fifty seven then? Because he did it multiple times this year. Uh, it kind of seems strange. Like that's kind of a long way away. If you're a 65 pounder, 57 is probably not easy. And he made the commitment to do that, and then now he's going back up. So maybe the weight cut sucked. I don't know. It's probably the best guess. Yeah, I I guess it's something like that. Maybe felt like, hey, I can I can go up. I can win. Uh, no one likes cutting weight. Also, yes. so he's staying up at 165, which you know. We've kind of already talked about our own personal prognostications for Quincy up at that weight. But did anything change in your mind after uh, after Midlands? Then? No, that looked about what I thought it was going to look like. Uh, you know, we talked about that exact scenario with well, Peyton Hall lost to Braun Nagel. The yeah. Braun Nagel um, Monday match, yeah, Braun Nagel Monday match was was pretty good and really competitive as well um, in the semis after Braun Nagel beat Hall in the quarters. Um, and so the, you know, Monday mini match, um, 
It kind of, I mean, it kind of played out like I wanted, except, or not like I wanted, like I had predicted, except Hamidi had that cradle, and I, I don't know what yeah. he was doing. They, they don't work on cradle finishes, I guess, because he had him flat on his belly. I think he should have turned that thing over relatively easily, um, and instead just bailed and let it go. Uh, and you know that could have been the match difference maker. Is there anything tricky you do there to? to get somebody over just... so when they're flat on their belly like that it should be relatively easy i mean you you cinch it up a little bit you walk either walk straight into them or walk around the head um if they build up then you can go backwards also but once they're flat it's i don't want to say it's kind of easy but it's kind of easy yeah i i kind of thought that that was one thing i was surprised by um that he wasn't able to convert more points from there what there were it was sort of a strange match in that there were a lot of positions where i, I felt like Quincy was getting in that they just had these long, slow sort of static exchanges where like he'd be on a leg and slowly kind of progressing, but like it wasn't a lot of like movement and action. It was sort of a it was yeah. strange how it was going. Well, I think um I think you know when when and this is funny because another guy you were we're I'm sure we're gonna talk about uh Saldano. Um Hamidi is very particular, and I think he surprised some people with some of the skills he had last year, and now everyone's obviously watched tape because he's so good, which is what happens with good people. Um, and so people are a little more used to some of the things that he's going to attempt, um, and that I think that's kind of what leads to that. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, Saldano, oh, he took, he took fifth or sixth place, but he is a, he's a lot of fun to watch. Um, and I want to say I correctly predicted that uh his things would not be successful forever because that one gimmick he does that he got put on his back like three times against evan bates against it's a total jiu-jitsu sweep christian you watch jiu-jitsu you know this it yeah. is over under butterfly guard jumping to their back you know and what's funny is in wrestling it works lots of times it works really well because in wrestling a lot of times you keep your hip high and you float over positions right in jiu-jitsu you sink and you try to crunch someone Right, so in jiu-jitsu, that that move doesn't work near. I mean, it works. It's not nearly as frequently as Saldana was using it. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was crazy that it. That <laughs> I mean, you're just watching it. It's like a, this is this is the closest thing we've seen to Dylan Ness in in terms of just like sitting to your back and trying to make something happen. He does it differently because um, he kind of gets yeah. uses like an over under, but it's it's equally reckless. I'd say. More, I, he might be more reckless, which is it sure is fun to watch. I don't know if it's going to be good for his record, but it, it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, the guy just goes to his back and just like bides his time and takes you over. Yes. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna ice a lot of people. He's gonna I think he's gonna get he's gonna there's gonna be an evolution where guys are gonna get a little more wise to it, and then yes, I'm curious is he gonna have an evolution beyond that to the the counters that they're gonna throw at him, or is it just gonna completely go? doa it's kind of hard because that, i mean that position right like it's a jiu-jitsu position i know it kind of well once people are wise to it there's just not a lot of there's not a lot of ways out you know what i'm saying there's not a lot of like okay well if they stop me i'm gonna do this next and then this next and then this next you know yeah. it's really like you can go one way and then to other way, you can kind of pop up to a wizard and then sometimes you can go back to it kind of like a back and forth thing but there's not like uh, there's not a ton of other places to go, and then in the meantime, you're giving up back points. Yes. So yeah, Soldano lost. Um, Reese Heller wins for Pitt. Uh, speaking of Pitt, Dayton Pitzer takes out Colton Schultz, handing. Wow, look at this guy, Dayton Pitzer. He's something else. Um, small, heavyweight, powerful, very um, small. 
good good athlete and good good wrestler. He fell to Davison in the in the finals 4-0. Pretty pretty fun scramble. I don't know if you watched it, Ben. Uh in I that actually missed that one. But he kind of should have lost in the semis, though. Um yeah. did you watch Hilger? He uh yeah, the he defensive pinned him and there was a scramble like three seconds left. Yeah, and there was a scramble before the defensive pin, and I actually thought, oh dang, they're gonna call him for a defensive pin on this one. And they didn't. And then it was in the next like sequence, and I he was like maybe pinned, but maybe not. I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't know. I think he was pinned. Close, close call. Um the ref was in position there. He was right there looking for it because it, yeah. it it became evident that's what Dayton was looking for. And so the the question in my mind is like, all right, well, what what does this mean for Colton Schultz? It's it's his second upset loss yeah. of the uh of the season. And to me, it's like it, it seems like just Colton's just not right right now. Um I it agree. doesn't I don't feel like he's like uh he he does have kind of a really specific style that's different, but I I don't think that's why he's losing. He just doesn't look like he's quite wrestling at his best right now. I don't know if there's an injury. I don't know if there's something else going on, but I, it doesn't look like the Colton we saw last year is getting beat. This looks like someone else to me. So, well, and then also Christian, um, if you look at other matches, you know he wins five two over Boone McDermott, three two over Trevis Stefanik, four two over Colton uh, McKiernan from Southern Illinois. And so he's been having uh, additional close matches also. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when I turned on the the Pitzer, the Pitzer uh, Schultz match, I thought, how the hell is Pitzer going to stay on the mat? Schultz has got 50 pounds, 60 pounds on him, maybe. Yeah. Um, like I figured Schultz would just, just shove him around so hard he's going to get some stall points, and then Pitzer had to push back, and he'd snap down, run behind him. Um, and so it almost seems like, to your point, he's not as aggressive with the pushing, and he's not able to get people off the mat. Or maybe, maybe they're just wise to the fact that he only wants to push, and he's not probably going to shoot all that much. Um, I guess the one counterpoint would be he did look really good in that in the first match of the year against Zach Elam. Elam, he ma- yeah, he majored him, and he looked really good in doing so. And and besides that loss. You know, uh, Elam is, I think he's hasn't lost again, and he's in the semifinals in the middle of uh, middle scuffle and looking relatively good. Yeah, he's looking good. I that, and I think that's sort of my point. Like, Colton looked that way against Elam, and then against other guys that I would say are at, at worst case, they're similar caliber to Elam, yeah. Pitzer, Neville's. I would say that Elam's a, a notch above those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he's looked worse. So, I take that to mean something outside factor and yeah. not selling my stock on, on Colton because there's still a lot of time left for him to get back feeling good. But uh, yeah, definitely. an old a, a surprise. Concerned. You're concerned about your stock. You, you should be, you should be concerned. Um, but if you're selling, I'll, I'll, I'll take some. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, Colton Schultz. I mean, Pitzer. I guess the question I have is, where did he come from? Like, did you guys? He's a true freshman. Did you guys have him? I don't even recall him being in the rankings in high school. Yeah. So if you're for from sure. Pennsylvania, you knew about him for sure. But yeah. I don't think he did a whole lot of national tournaments. But he was a three-time PA state champ. Would have been four-timer, but he was hurt one year. So if you were in tune to Pennsylvania high school wrestling, you knew about him and knew. He could be very good, but if you only followed the national scene, he might have flown to the radar a bit. Huh. 
Yeah, because I, I don't recall him at like a I'm, – I'm, I'm certain he was ranked in like a known commodity, but he wasn't someone I think we saw like at Super 32 or, or – mm-hmm. or Yeah, whatever. I don't remember seeing him anywhere. I think he plays – I think he's a football player. He looks like probably a multi-sport athlete. Um, yeah. So that can – for those bigger guys can jam up, but he's, he's obviously the red still technically um, in red shirt. I think uh, it seems certain they'll, there was a report, um, a guy who does stuff. Um, I forget for what paper that follows pit wrestling. And he tweeted out uh, last night that coach Gavin confirmed they plan to use him in the postseason. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. He's uh he, he looks, you know, pretty obviously ready to place. Yeah. This year, um, certainly will be in the mix. Tough out. Their other heavyweights, not bad either, but obviously Pitzer's a huge upgrade on it. Yeah, it's going to be fun this year in Tulsa. It's a pretty deep field. It Heavyweight, is. yeah. Yeah, it'll yeah. be a it'll be a fun one. Okay. Um, other Midland storylines. Yeah, yeah. What's Tom. Arizona State's um, schedule? Could Could Schultz kind of uh, redeem well, himself? Cornell. They got Cornell, like Fernandez. It's in Austin, right? Isn't it in a couple yeah, days? Yes, sir. Yeah, there you go. Be there. Um. Yeah, I don't see him hitting another super tough match for a while. No, no, Nino at uh, Midlands. Um, she injured or just uh, wanted a little time off, or we don't know. Beats me. I mean, Beats shoot, me. Nino is one of many, many wrestlers many. that did not wrestle that were thought to be wrestling this weekend um you know no basically no iowa state starters apart from out of and cries kind of busy and out of sigh of loss dude did you watch that match jd which one out of sigh versus who uh brayden palmer from chattanooga mm-hmm. like out of was just like seemingly like just dominating the hand fight getting the legs getting the legs getting the legs and palmer Palmer's just kind of tricky though he was very tricky. He he out scrambled him twice to to win the match. It was really it was really impressive scrambling. It was one of those like feel like out of sight of like it shouldn't have been that close for him. He should have been able to convert, but the guy had great counters and wasn't able to finish. But my point being, you know, Iowa State basically car didn't come. Um, Swiderski, Panero, Coleman, Bastida, etc., and then. You know, Missouri for the scuffle, no Keegan, no Rocky, no Mahler. So the one first. <laughs> hey, Mizzou's still in first over Oklahoma State, and we didn't have those three guys. I think that's pretty impressive. Good job, Mizzou. Impressive indeed. And, you know, for the, the 165 bracket, you know, sort of playing out the way it did in terms of entries at scuffle is sort of a uh, a microcosm of the overall theme for this this sort of week, which was – Lots of anticipation, and then when push comes to shove, you don't get the matches or the athletes there that you were you were hoping for. And it, it leaves wrestling fans disappointed, and it leaves them asking questions. And you talk to the coaches; they're like, "Listen, it's just a it's a new day." He's like, "I don't like it." They're like, "You know, you talk to a coach; they're like, yeah, I don't like it." But it's just how it is now. The the athletes know, and uh, the, the, the more know, they know what the more they know it, they know that they don't have to do it, and that's to to me that is what is the change it's the athletes are saying hey not feeling great hey would rather not and they understand they don't they don't need 25 matches to be ready for the postseason and so 
to me, I think that's where it's starting. It's starting with the the athletes, if you ask me. Yeah, I know. Well, I know in Keegan's case, it was opposite. It was when he left for left to go back home. He was anticipating wrestling, and then you know he had a small small thing he was dealing with, and the coaches didn't want him to wrestle. Uh, I don't know about Rocky Elam or Mahler. Not sure on those cases, but I know obviously I was with Keegan last week, and that was the case. Yeah, yeah. So I just think there's just less and less examples of like, if you're not feeling a hundred percent, they're not going to drop you in a in a tournament anymore. And um, so right or wrong, it, it's it's wrestling needs to change how they're doing these these schedules and how they're designing the season so that, but I, ideally. You should have a season that every athlete realistically could do 100% of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty obvious, I mean, that the current structure of the season is not that way, right? Yes. Um, the number of wrestlers you'll see wrestle every event on their team's calendar is going to be a really small number by the end of the season. So it would certainly behoove wrestling to change and the coaches and the leaders of, of the sport to ch- change the structure of the season so that you have a hundred percent participation so that the things you're driving to and getting fans excited about there's a follow through there. Um, so hopefully there is a change. I don't, I'm not hopeful. Uh, there- my suggestion, I'm going to put my suggestion back on the table. We got like an eight week dual season culminating in a dual national championship in which dual results Effect you you lose even if you don't have your best guys in that still affects your standing later in the you know in the dual tournament and then number two then you have a second uh, portion of an individual season where if you don't wrestle it's hard to get uh, the proper seating uh, it would both it would shorten it up a little bit and uh, hopefully make the matches more important. Yep, yep, that would be cool. Um, that, that, the NCAA will never do that though because they'll never do two separate yeah. titles. Yeah. Unless you, you do gotta, technically two different seasons, like indoor and outdoor. That's track. what I want to do. Let me live in my fantasy world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to make I want to make something real uh, that's actually possible. Mm-hmm. So uh, another thing that was interesting, and you got to figure there was an injury or something with with Richard Figueroa that he wouldn't wrestle. Oh, and yeah. now, if you're Arizona State and Courtney comes, he makes the finals. He looks good, but he loses to to Barnett. Is that your situation now clear as mud? Like I don't know. You're you're not. I feel like you're not any closer. If 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 Courtney wins that, you're thinking okay, probably him moving forward. And now, not that a Barnett loss is bad. It's just not definitive. Correct. And now you don't have any second semester options to to put them both in at the same time. Uh, well, I know an option. Uh, what open tournament somewhere? Kevin Kevin Dresser's last chance open. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Why not? That's a great idea. If you ask oh me. God. Um. So, I so I Courtney. I you said he looked great. Um. Uh, he had the four three result Did over. I? Uh. I think you said he looked he looked really good. Uh. Maybe we're on tape. I'm pretty sure you said he looked really good, and he okay. lost for it in the finals. He had the four three win over uh Blake West for Northern Illinois, which kind of surprised me because I don't think yeah. West is quite on that level um, or should have been on that level. And then he won by medical forfeit. So we didn't even get to see him versus Cardinal. Um, you know, and obviously the first matches are kind of a little bit easier for him. So um, we'll see. I, I'll say he looked all right. He, you know, he didn't look yeah. bad against Barnett in the finals. I knew he Barnett's really good on top, right? So if he gets on bottom, he's going to struggle. And that was what would happen is he, 
He got a takedown, but then got reversed relatively quickly in the first period, and he got ridden out for the entirety of the first period. Um, so he I, I you counter know, takedown, didn't he? Am I, am I it was, uh, they gave, they gave, uh, and I thought it was a little bit controversial, but they gave Courtney like a quick takedown and then Barnett got a reversal within about uh, three seconds. So it was, yeah. of, it was one of those where they, they kind of said two and then Barnett was kind of like in the process of, of scrambling still. And like, you know, it, it was one where if you would have only given Barnett the takedown, not the takedown and the reversal, it wouldn't have felt, it would have kind of felt like, ah, that's fine. Like, yeah, it's normal. Yeah. So who knows what uh, Arizona State does, how they work to solve it now. Um, yeah. Really strong performance from Michael Kolioko, won a pretty tough 133 I back. I agree. That's a, um, that was impressive. It's kind of something we've been sort of waiting for a little bit with him. He's had some moments, but he really put it together here. Um, he had some other good wins. It wasn't just uh, Cannon he beat. Um, we beat Bird in the semis in a crazy yeah, Bird. yeah, going through Bird and then um, – and Cannon is, is really impressive. It puts you in a but he got he almost blew that bird bird. Almost match. blew yeah, he almost blew <laughs> a, a stalling points and a bunch of takedowns in the third period. Yes. Um so good performance by him as well. Yaya Thomas took out Kyle Parko in a I, great close match. I um, thought Yaya should have been called for stalling. Okay. How do you um, feel in the third? That? Yeah. Yeah. He was backing here's the one problem I have with the out of bounds thing. And this is like, this is any mandated stalling. I feel kind of gets the same thing. It was kind of the same, same issue where if you, get um, the end, sorry, what happened? Keep, keep going. Sorry. If you're on the leg for five seconds, it's stalling, but if you're on there for four and then you come back to the body and then you go back down for another four and then up and then down, it's not stalling, but that's like stalling. Yaya does this thing where he's really good. He goes out of bounds and then does a hard circle back in, you know? Yeah. And it's like, okay, but you did that like seven times. Like, I understand you didn't go all the way out, so I couldn't call stalling. But, like, you backed up all the way till you were out of bounds and then circled. Like, just call for stalling already. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I could have seen it. And also, Parco nearly had that takedown on the edge. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think he went out of bounds. But I it was, was out. Just just barely, just so. Um, yes, that was a great call by the referee because it, in, in the first time I watched I thought definitely a takedown. And then if you watch it again, mm-hmm. his foot goes out and then comes back in right back real down. quick. Yes. Split second. But yeah. um, also I thought that's sort of clear. And yeah, um, the those stalling scenarios, the, the problem is they only like to call stalling for like the prescriptive scenarios. Yeah, man, like mandated. To, mandated yeah. Stalling. Um, so, yeah. But those two are about as close as can be. Obviously, they both had one takedown. It was. Yaya got his takedown, I think, late in a period and was able to get a ride out was uh, the difference in the match. Yeah, that was the that was the first period, if I remember. Right? Yeah. Oh, uh, no, I was wrong. Second. Was se- second period and the second period. Yep. Yes, indeed. Okay. Um, JD, other Midlands thoughts? Uh, Ryan Crookham, it was good to see him. Oh, yeah. Uh, on the college mat at 133. He did lose in the semis. Uh, to Cannon three to one, but I thought he looked really good. I would assume McGonagall is still probably going to be their guy. Yeah. Um, this year postseason, but he'll, Crookham, assuming he he stays healthy and on a good trajectory, he he will be very good in his college career. It's good to see. Yeah, that, that is exciting. You always wonder when guys are in high school and they start to have injuries sort of pile up, and especially I think concussions for for Ryan. It's mm-hmm. like. 
crap. It's like, if you're, if you're at this point already, but then you've got someone like Austin Gomez who retires done and then they can figure it out. So it's, it's good for Crookham. Good to see all those guys find a way to get on the max. Yeah. His, his ability is, uh, you know, never been in question. Um, I uh, I was impressed by Danny Braunagle. I guess, you know, Illinois didn't do great as a team, but they did have Ruth one and then the bigger Braunagle one also. Um, <laughs> Biggie Johns. Ruth two, one. Ruth two, Ed Ruth two. <laughs> um, but Danny Braunagle was a guy who he kind of had a solid start to his career. If you look back, he, you know, his freshman year was, was pretty good kind of showed some promise and then last year i don't know what his deal was but he was not very good last year i remember thinking like man i thought that dude was a lot better and then you know this year he's been pretty good he actually wrestled keegan kind of good and he got pinned at the end of something but he had a win over peyton hall went over justin mccoy um he's got a few other pretty good wins this year um and his match with monday was it was a good one it was six four it was really competitive um I guess in, in chaps, you can go check it out if you want. But uh, I was impressed with him. I think he's kind of making some steps in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a good uh, good performance there. Illinois, yeah, in general, did did a nice job. I'm sure they'd like to – probably thought Lucas Bird would get that win yeah. at, at that bracket. But it was a tough bracket. Coley I'm not Oka. a big fan of white singlets, but Illinois' white ones, they're pretty cool. Yeah, the team race was actually kind of fun because you had so Northwestern, I think they won the last couple weights, but then second, third, and fourth, you got 115, 115, 114 and a half. And Northwestern was right in that mix also. Going um, into the finals, they were in like fourth place or something like that, or third place. Whoa. Um, not the top two for sure, but then they got the three champs. Mm-hmm. Yep, good performance. Coach Storniello has, you know, continued to do a really nice job there. Okay. Let's let's uh let's salute the soldiers briefly. Why? There's nothing to talk about there. Let's just salute the soldiers and be done. Are with you it. are you crazy? You don't um, think there's anything to talk about? I, okay, here's what I'll tell you. I looked at the brackets and especially if you if you took out Iowa, okay, because it's the one good team here, it would have been a very average open tournament. Yeah, yeah. Who what so? Bro, so that's it. Lee. They're just so, so they're... no, Ben. No, Ben. All right, Spencer fine. Lee wrestled an entire bracket. Uh he won. He okay. he destroyed Drake Ayala in the finals. And everyone else. We, we wondered if we would see even see Spencer wrestle in this tournament. And then we did not think he would wrestle the entire tournament. And to me, I think if there's any this that that is the story. I think it's one of the biggest stories of the entire weekend, Ben. Um really. The, yeah, because I thought we saw a a a different Spencer Lee in this. Uh, in this in what sense? In what sense? Uh, I think from from what well certainly from what we saw at Iowa State, and I thought we saw him uh, as the tournament progressed, look better and better, culminating in his best performance against the best wrestler he faced in the bracket, Drake Ayala, an NCAA qualifier, who you know we all think is pretty tough, and. I thought his movement looked fantastic. Um, he took him over with with ease. I thought it was dominant, and I think it's a, uh, you know, and he said it afterwards that he's planning to wrestle, you know, every, every match moving forward. 
for the rest of the season, which that is also that that is not something we were talking about or thinking was even an option going into this tournament. It's like, okay, we're going to see him very sporadically. Maybe we'll see him for Iowa State, Penn State, and maybe another duel and then conferences and NCAAs. And now he looks, I, I think, fully, not fully back. I still think he has like <laughs> other levels to get to. Uh, and he's going to face tougher competition, but I thought it was a, a pretty impressive step forward for Spencer. Okay. Just give him the Hodge now. Yeah, that, that's what I, that's what I took away. I mean, we we had a lot of questions, um, Ben, about Spencer after his really. Cabana. I don't Absolutely. feel like I feel like we said I feel like okay, go you can run into it. I feel like we all said the same thing. I feel like we said Iowa said they needed Spencer. It was probably uh, a rush to get him there. It was it was uh, right. He maybe had been pinpointing this date. It was a mo- roughly a month earlier, and he was just gassed and not really in shape yet. That was why I thought. I think we all said that thing. Yeah, yeah, for for sure. I, I thought there was a little more of a. I, I don't. I feel like we had a more of a caveat about his injury, about him not being fully. I was back. a little more hesitant. A- absolutely, absolutely. This is total a, a little bit of revisionist here. I think. Um, I don't know. That's not that, we got the tape. Rewind it. I feel we like we tape. said we got the tape. I feel like we said he's really tired. He is coming back earlier. Iowa needed him to win the duel, which they did. Um, and he just wasn't actually ready to perform at that the normal level. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he he looks closer to the level now. Um, yeah, agreed. So yeah, I thought it was uh, thought it was a good performance. Obviously, there was a lot made of the um, post match sort of uh, I don't know emotion. A, a little bit rude <laughs> from Spencer. Not not the um, yeah. It, you it, could do it, that in the room when there's no cameras on you. Like I, I think I've had that happen a few times when someone was, you know, like you get a little heated because they say something and you rub their face in the mat a little bit extra. But man, all the cameras are on you. You gotta, you gotta maybe not rub his face in the mat. Yeah, I, I, I kind of just chalk that up to just emotions. Like, uh, I think in the moment, you know, you things happen. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May, maybe so, but. I, I thought not ideal, but not a, not the biggest deal in the world. I thought, I thought it got blown out of proportion a little bit because, like Ben yeah. says, that happens all the time against teammates. Well, there was a screenshot that someone sent me that I told you about where it was uh, Al's mom, apparently. I don't know if it is for sure. Come on. What? It, it, you it's... Talk, you talk about screenshots of Facebook for moms. Yes, it's relevant. Give me a, give me a break. I well, don't know. Oh my gosh. Well, the relevant thing is that, and we've, I mean, we've all heard this and I don't know, I think we've talked about it before is that um, Spencer doesn't really wrestle all that much in the room. He wrestles with who he wants to. That's been a thing since Gilman, right? And what do you mean? that he wouldn't wrestle Gilman? Um, that him and Gilman didn't go against each other all that frequently. And now, you know, that was, I believe, I mean, I had Gilman, while, this is when I was doing the, um, the, um, Brutus, the, I, did, I did the show where, with Brutus where I interviewed someone, and I think Gilman, was, if I remember correctly, Gilman was complaining that Spencer wouldn't like go with him like really, really infrequently. So it's been a thing, and so like I, I don't know why you think it's like just a nothing burger. It's like, no, Spencer doesn't wrestle with a lot of different people in the room. He has who he wants to go with and how he wants to do it, and that's the thing. Apparently it works, whatever his, whatever yeah, his methods absolutely. are. Absolutely. I do know there was a, a sort of infamous final workout with uh, 
Gilman and Spencer uh, before the, oh, I guess it was like the 20, this has been like 2019 or 2020, but I guess they were going and they were drilling together and then it got a little physical and it was like, hey, do you want to go live? And so they went live and evidently Spencer won pretty handily and it was, it was basically like, okay, and we're never, I'm never going to wrestle you again until, until trials. Um, and then ultimately Gilman moves to Penn State and Spencer had his, you know, well, the world shuts down and Spencer gets injured again. And so we haven't seen those two clash. Gilman gave his input on the matter on Twitter. So, he tweeted out the lion emoji. I mean, when? so Christian, my whole, my take on this is, um, you're right. Spencer's great. He can do whatever the hell he wants to. That, that's a fact, Jack. Uh, but if you're thinking now he's the senior leader of this team, the senior leader of this team should not be doing things like that publicly. They need to keep the a senior leader needs to keep the pack in order, right? Which maybe means doing this in the room. If you got if you got a young guy who's out of line, maybe you put his ass in line. That's fine. You don't need to do it publicly. And a senior leader on the team should be um having young guys look up to him, respect him, and follow his lead in what he wants to do. Um, that's kind of how I see it. Yeah. I mean, I understand that too. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was textbook, but I don't think it's a it's a hu- huge deal either. Um, but yeah, I think the bigger story is Spencer's Spencer's back looks really good, yeah. and um, you know, I, I it gets me excited just not only for uh, the conclusion of his college career, but you know, with the freestyle season being right around the corner too. I mean, it's we are four months from uh the US Open, which which is gonna determine Final X largely. Oh, yeah. Um and if you wanna if you want to be in Final X, unless you already won a world medal, you're gonna need to win the US Open. Well so, so Gilman's already in Final X. He is in Final X, yes. Oh, baby. Um, so, you know, the open will be Well where... that's not official yet, but what do you mean? Because he didn't accept it or what? They haven't released the Procedures yet? You're serious? Yeah. What? The official procedures. Yeah, um, but we can assume. Okay. That will be the case. I don't know why they're what they're what the hold up is to to release that. It is it's January. Release the tapes. Um. Release the emails. People should know. People should know how they're going to make a world team this year. Um. But I, I think in general circles, it's sort of. I think I think the wrestlers know. Um. And so. With that being the 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 case, the Open's going to be insane this year. It could be maybe one of the best U.S. Opens ever because 2023 is setting the table for for the Olympic year, as we all know. You want to be wait, on the oh, team. So wait, you can get so are you medals. guys saying there's not going to be trials? It's going to be Open Final X? Trials are going to be probably the weakest we've ever seen them. Um, they, there will only be trials for weights where you don't have a medalist sitting out. Got it. Um, and which is not very many. And it's not very many. Two. Two? Um, we didn't get si- medals at... 61. 61. 61 and and um, we got 65, 70, 74. No, all of them, right? There's 61 down. and 125. Oh, yeah, oh 125. Yeah. Want to have yeah, medalists. Yeah. And if Jaden moves up to 197... Wait, so are you guys saying so on? Um, and maybe uh, if you can't just say you can't answer the question, say don't I can't answer the question, but that would mean then whoever. So last year, the number the second in final X was determined by 
the trials winner at that weight class. And I, I, I feel, I personally felt like it was too jammed up where it went open trials, final X, like back to back to back real quick. Mm -hmm. So are you guys saying whoever say at, uh, at 57, um, Gilman is already in final X supposedly, whoever yes. then wins the open is then the other participant and they can bypass the trials. Yes. Oh, that's so much better. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah like, that's way it's gonna, better. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Um, so anyway, a, a lot ahead of uh for Spencer Lee right now. I'm curious, still don't know about Glory, what his plans will be. Um, yeah. him not him not wrestling at all makes me think he got talked out of the 33 thing. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, when you look at um, so D'Agostino hasn't wrestled since Vegas, and you look at Spencer's second half schedule, he's gonna have. Barnett and and I guess McKee is tough for him, and that's like the only ones that I would see being even slightly competitive. Yeah, I mean he he's it's very realistic. He goes one hundred percent bonus this year, which has never been done in wrestling. Really, not to my knowledge, and that's something I paid pay a lot of attention to. We've Man. had we've had we've had a handful of people get really close, uh, but I don't think we've ever had anyone get. 100% bonus. Obviously in a real season where not not a red shirt year but like where they're wrestling on varsity, they're going to the nationals, they're doing all the things. Wow. I, I don't, don't believe it's ever happened. Yeah, it'll be tough. Um definitely not in the modern era. Yeah. I don't know about like the Danny Hodge days. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Look, like you look at Liam Cronin at number 8, he's number 8 on your guys rankings currently. 125 it man, it is it's thin. It's a tough, yeah. It's it's not in great shape. Um, yeah, but you got Spencer, I'm, which makes me curious. Like, what's twenty five going to look like next year? Well, yeah, next year. Or do we all think less of everyone because because Spencer's so good? <laughs> no, I I really don't think it's. Um, it's like a fifty seven where we we don't think nearly as high. You know, it's just not as deep. Yeah, I I think it really is not. Yeah, I mean, look, just look at. It's not a great barometer, but just like look at the 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 high school accolades of these guys. These were not like the they're really good wrestlers, but no. Yeah. When you and also it's like it's being compared to the twenty fives of the past, where it, you know Spencer's yeah. freshman year he won a bracket with national champion Nathan Thomasell, national champion Darian Cruz himself, uh, Nick Soriano, who is who he beat in the final, like crazy crazy weight. Yeah. Um, so, anywho, um. But it's it's good to see Spencer back and healthy. And I don't think I did I did not expect a lot of the things I saw um with him to to happen at Soldier Salute. So certainly notable. Yeah. Uh are there any I guess how does how does is there a lot of good red shirts at twenty five or uh, maybe senior class guys who would just come in and wrestle right away? Not to my knowledge. Jack's Forrest, maybe he's gonna forego the rest of his high school career and come wrestle. It would not be uh I mean he he could scrap. He could be an all American contender next year. I don't think that's audacious. Um not really. Based on you know how he's done so far. Um but yeah, who who is coming to like uh shore maybe, up one uh, next year? What about Jezaroga? Someone told me Jezaroga hasn't wrestled all this year. Is that true? That is true. Okay, maybe him. Yeah. Um, 
Well, he will be is he oh it is his senior year. Well, Drake Ayala will be back. I mean, that's for, for Iowa. So you know, Drake at 125, you know, he could be he could be pretty interesting at this weight. And is this McKee, senior year? McKee's gotta senior? be done. Spratley actually Spratley He was looking was tough like, until he got stuck. <laughs> yeah. Well he got so he I mean he he got this first takedown on Noah Certain. And then he was like almost got away a whole bunch of times, was kind of mm-hmm. moving good about then he got turned at the end of the second for four. And then the beginning of the third, he got thrown to his back and stuck. I don't think this is uh McKee's senior year, bro. Come I on, dude. He'll... He's gotta be done. No. Yeah, <laughs> he's done. Stick a fork he's... in him. He's not he's a, he's a significantly younger than a lot of these guys. He'll have another year after this. Redshirt year at one year. Doesn't He's in count. his fifth year, but he gets six. You're right. You're right. Dang, crazy. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Um, anything else? Midlands or salute mm. oriented discussions? Yeah, I mean, so I just looked at the rest of salute, and there's just not a lot of. I mean, the mo- one of the most notable things they Anthony <laughs> wrestled for the first time in forever, and yeah, he didn't even make the finals. Uh, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know why he's wrestling. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. I hope uh, hope he's doing well. There's uh, and one interesting thing about the soldier salute is they're obviously they want to build it. So yeah. there's only one way really to build an event, and you need to take teams that are in other tournaments and get them to go to yours. So the soldier salute, I think, is going to bring about a weakening of the other holiday tournaments, um, even if they add a, a, another team or two, yeah. unless they start adding some of the teams that don't participate in any holiday tournaments. So it's going to get, you know, if the, the, the water is out here, huh? That's what uh, the water is out here. Bur- yeah. Burroughs had that question. Uh, you guys put it in the dock and then yeah. that was from 2017. Ah, uh, that's hilarious. That's from 2017. Well, then I was it's funny even more notable now with three holiday tournaments. Uh, you actually, I think you had a link to it last night, maybe, and I clicked on it. And um, uh, there's a screenshot in there now. Okay, well, it wasn't like, and Herbert had a response to it, and Herbert's response was essentially kind of what we're talking, what we talked about being a show is there is some type of organized season, right, where it's not like everyone is doing whatever they want all the time. Where there's here's this part and then here's that part type thing, like a UWW yeah. in the ranking system. Yeah, they're they're getting there. I mean, I, I would hold them up the example. I'd say something like college football, where they have you know eleven or twelve weeks or whatever, and and you play almost every single one of them, and then you have a bowl game at the end. So that that's pretty organized. Yeah, there, there's no scenario where these tournaments combine. I mean, that would in 2017 that would basically be the equivalent of making a national tournament in the middle of the season um yeah. at that point but even now i would have to get one of the tournament organizers and event organizers to just be like okay you get all our revenue <laughs> yeah it's your well, tournament now but man midlands looked empty guys and i don't know i know they held it out at the, uh i don't remember what the name of the arena was i've been there once or twice uh now, now arena or something something like that but man, it used to be when i think about my early days or i actually hey i wrestled jake herbert midlands in 20 11, 12, I don't remember what it was. Well, while ago now. The Midlands was full, right? It, it wasn't a gigantic gymnasium where you're sitting, you know, 7,000 people, but the stands were full. You were probably sitting, I don't know, 1,500 or so, somewhere around there. Um, man, the crowd looks so thin 
It, I mean, there was barely anyone in attendance. And I had some of my kids, and I didn't actually, I didn't fact check this, but I had a few of my kids say, oh, we wanted to go to Midlands, and the prices were outrageous on how much tickets cost. So, you know, I don't know. But so they're not generating a ton of revenue because the stands were relatively empty. Yeah, yeah. No, it was not not, a, not an amazing turnout there, um, unfortunately. But, you know, Iowa was, used to go there. Iowa State used to go. That was like the yeah. – so it's just very, very different. If you don't if you don't have those teams with significant followings, it's not going to be – it's not going to be well attended. Yeah. It doesn't help that no one can travel because of uh, – over the last couple of days either because of uh, Ben's favorite airline. <laughs> leave, uh, leave it alone. Jeez Louise. Hey, Christian, why were you ignoring Chael last night? How rude. Bro, he's blowing me up on Twitter. I'm not even on Twitter. I'm calling the matches. What? You know what? Between you, so rude. Between you and Chael, the, the the two most you know great guys, but technologically inept. You can't find it's nothing. It's not technologically inept. I've told you my strategy. I would have to, certain times, I'd have to really like search something. Like, I had some great questions. The Midlands, that sucked. Okay, so here's what happens. Midlands, I'm at practice. Was it Thursday night or something, Christian? I'm at practice. I get home. I'm like, oh, I want to watch all these matches. And then generally you can go on track or forward, just click a button, and I can watch the match, right? Well, they had a whole session. So then it was like, okay. And then you go to the the Big Ten Plus, and you click, and it says, do you want Met 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8? It's like, okay, wait. How do I retroactively know what mat this match was on? And then you ignored me. So rude, right? So then (laughs) I had to literally click through. I clicked a mat, and then I had to kind of like scroll through about what weight I wanted, right? Because it was like relatively in weight order. So I'd have to click through to see what weight they were at. And I'm like, oh, damn, that mat's not on this match. I guess I got to go to the next mat. Like, it's freaking sucked. Yeah, I'm trying to find. When did you ask for help here? I don't remember this. It was uh, it might have been you and JD's tech, like both of you together. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, it's for some reason I get some text from your number and some from your yeah. Gmail. I don't know what happened, but somehow my my iMessages got disconnected from my phone. It used to be like connected. Yeah, so I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry you couldn't find uh No, but that was that was so frustrating to have to it, it took me um uh unfortunately more time and effort than I wanted to go back and like figure out where those matches were and like find out what math they were and there was no way on track you should find out what math they're on on track wrestling retroactively. I could not figure out how you could find out what math they're on, so I had to manually go through each mat and kind of click through and try to watch what matches I wanted to watch. Yeah, yeah. So here here's the thing. A lot of your questions are things that I'm going to have to go through the same process you would have to go through if you're trying to figure it out. You're just like shirking the responsibilities. Well, no, like, I, I know, I, no, know I know, Christian. No, exactly. But here's the answer. I know if you don't know the answer, then probably nobody does. Okay. And there's a, there's a decent chance, like when I ask you, there's a decent chance that you just know the answer. And yeah. it's going to take you four seconds. And it's going to take me seven minutes, right? But I'm then happy if you say, to help. I don't, if you say, I don't know, then I know, well... If Christian doesn't know, there's probably nobody else that knows the answer. So now I got to freaking go do the work. But if I can just ask someone and get an answer in four seconds, it's much better. More way I'm, more I'm efficient. Happy. It's fine. It's fine. But for Michelle, Michelle, he's fucking football arena. Chill, freaking follow along. It's like, bro, you could chill, chill. 
You can set the alerts on. Just go to Arena and put your phone number in there. Yes, and they'll actually, you guys should maybe like. You guys, should, you know, I know right now, Tyler. Tyler, you should do this on the left side of the screen, and you guys should show people how to set their alerts because it is a handy feature. You can get both the mad assignments and the results if you want. It's really tremendous. Yes. Yeah, it's great. So I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'll call him and ex- walk him through that process. But yeah, he was. <laughs> I get on Twitter and just chill. Is just uh, when he says, "Well, well," Christian, I don't want to. It's hilarious. That's is this so couple fun. not starting at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time? No, 11. 11, okay. Yeah. yeah. I actually thought it would start during the show. No, no. Um, starts in an hour, and semis are at 1 Eastern. Uh, so don't don't miss it. Did Harmon uh, make the semis? I think I turned it off. I watched Ma- dude, hey, Marco lost and Kratiger both made the semis. Go, he, go, lost go, to, he lost to De'Anthony Parker Jr. from North, North Dakota State is tough. Yeah, De'Anthony they, Parker's kind of scrappy. He, he is scrappy. It was a weird. Uh, he it was a riding time is how is how he beat him. It was a Dang. it was pretty. Yeah. Mizzou's gonna beat him ride time because you know what I lied. I actually watched the Whitlake Lake Hawks match and freaking. I don't know. Did you guys watch that match? Can we talk about no, it? No, I was I was on the other mat. Yeah, Whitlake Whitlake was doing a stall ride. Number one, but number two, there was one exchange where he, Hawks was on bottom. And he got up to his feet and got back to he had a got a whizzer on the mat and then kind of got back to his feet and I thought for sure they're calling that for um you know for an escape and then uh I didn't actually realize the ref didn't call an escape I had thought he did and then Whitlake tried like a honey badger and then they kind of rolled out of bounds and I thought oh well thank God they went out of bounds because he was going to give them a takedown but then they never called escape and the Hawks went back up bottom and I'm like what in the and then they gave up ride time and got ridden out and lost. Man, the craziest, craziest. Uh, did you, either of you guys watch Jackson Smith versus Luke Serber? Yes. No. Oh my gosh. John Smith uh, was not happy. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. The the entire uh, Oklahoma <laughs> State staff lost their collective mind officiating. And, and oh, you which know, part was it? Third period. Can I go? Can I go click on it right now and watch? You mm-hmm. could. Yeah, you can. Um, which period? Honest, the the best clip right at the end. You right. should. You should look at um our Instagram post. You guys, I I did watch our Instagram. I saw I saw what you guys posted there. Scramble of the day. Okay, so you got to watch. So if you pull that up, it's a perfect view of it. Um, they call a quick. I thought Jackson Smith. They called. They gave Jackson Smith a takedown that I don't think was a takedown, and then they call a reversal for Serber at the time, which was not a reversal. So you have two calls that were bad. And so, but there was only one bad calls makes good call, right? It in <laughs> this scenario, no, because it was one of those um here. Can we send this to Tyler? Um all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna click on it. Let's see. All right, young young T Bone, hold hold please. I'm gonna send you this. Uh, uh. It's a very good clip. Um the, the scramble's amazing. All right, I'm watching it. I'll give you my feedback. All right, since yeah, I, I watched this. I I don't remember on Instagram. Sometimes I was watching to see what happens, not like as far as scoring them or anything. Watch the ref awarding points there. Um, oh oh, oh, they are tossing and turning. One danger one. Oh, I don't know. I might have called it. Oh, I might have called the takedown for Jackson Smith. For what? Moment. What for? For what? He held him on his back for like four seconds. No, he didn't. Otherwise, yes, it'd be he a did. Four. 
But then I would have definitely called a reversal for Luke Serber. And, and, yeah, hell yeah. Okay, watch this. Uh, let's see. So the second one, two, three. It's damn near four seconds, Christian. Yep, let's see. So they roll through right there. This is nice. Catch them. One, two, three, four. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a freaking takedown, guys. That's okay. So sorry, so, sorry, Luke. I'm Serber, not mad about that. Lay on your that, freaking back. Except they so, took away the reversal. But you gave him a reversal too. So, but watch the 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 issue is when the reversal was called, it was not two. But the wait, why not? What watch watch what happens? He's okay. Hold on. Where, when is it called? Let me see. Hold on, because. It's called immediately. Way too fast. Way uh, too. Fast. I don't really hate it. I so I okay. Here's why I don't hate it. Um, it was probably called like one second too fast. I don't hate it because uh, we need a bigger screen. This is a bad view for you guys. The uh, the 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 real match one is a significantly better view. Yeah. I hate it because when the bottom guy has a leg, the other guy's like between his legs, right? So the other guy, the the top guy is or is holding on to a leg that's between his legs. It's not control. It's not the guy is all the way freaking behind you. I wish drafts would call takedowns here way more often. Takedowns and or reversals. Does it either that way. leg between the middle? Yeah, dude, do we do another with that? Get lost. That ain't control. If they're behind you, if they're all okay. So think about this. In regular wrestling, not not some of these scandals. In regular wrestling, all you have to do is get behind the armpits. So think mm-hmm. about got an out of bounds here. Uh, what was the one? Jay Nabba's first Yanni, maybe it was where he was like almost 90 degrees, but he was behind the arms. Remember this? Yeah. And uh-huh. people were debating whether or not that was a takedown. Okay, That's yeah. that's only behind the arms. In these yeah. scenarios, you're all the way behind the arms and all the way behind the hips. You're all the way yeah. behind everything. But because the guy's gripping your leg from the middle, like, and so then you think about that in the other way. It's like, okay, well, if I was on bottom, if I was on bottom and I started reaching between my leg and grabbed your leg, do you think I have anything? Am I close to maneuvering myself into a position where I have control? And the answer to that is no, you're not. You're a freaking idiot. Let go of the leg, right? Yeah. But because because they're not calling the takedown, you have a situation where they can kind of grip it and hold it, and it makes it tough for the top guy to maneuver into an even better position, right? They can kind of hold them there, yeah. but they can't really do anything else. Here's now, here's if. Hold on, let me get. I, I, I freaking because this situation pisses me off, Christian, and I know this scramble better than almost everybody. If the bottom guy can pick the leg up and get some height, right? So if they can actually get off of their belly, if they're not on their belly, if they can actually get some height on it, now they can start doing something. They can start putting the other guy in in a position where they're going to have to, you know, bail out or dump over. But if they are flat on their belly, like th- this situation, if you are flat on your belly, you are almost certainly should be called to take down against you. For sure. Okay. Um, do you mean reversal though? Because I mean, sir, in this situation, it's reversal. Yes. Yeah. But okay. but there are a lot of situations where it it should be a takedown, right? Where they get it, mostly they get in the scramble out of neutral, not out of a top bottom position. So it's I don't want to say it's exclusively a neutral scramble, but it, lots of times it is. So yes, that should be called the takedown. The guy holding it, you're behind all of their things. You're behind their arms, their legs. You're behind all of it. Freaking give them the takedown, and then so, you know what we have. We'd have the bottom guy stop hanging on. It would be this, it wouldn't be this stupid stalemate position. Now, but here's here's the issue, Ben. You're you're talking through your this is your preference. Not my it's preference. Like, this this not, is this no, is no, my no. this is my deep intuitive knowledge of these scrambles no, that no. I've been in hundreds of times. Okay. The, call it what it is. It is not how it is officiated. 
It's so how it should way, be officiated. If these guys, I know, Ben, other... Ben, the, the debate is not how it should be. It's like, what is the rule? Okay. And the rule is what, what is the rule? Put there. They're, they're going to, they make them clear that leg before they're going to give a reversal. But Christian, is that actually the rule or is that, is that just the referee's poor interpretation of I what it takes I was standing right next to the ref when he said it. And he's like, I gave it too early. He's got to clear that leg. That was the. I, I don't think I don't think that's actually in the rule book. We can find it. I don't think it's actually in there. I don't I'm think that scramble is defined true. in the rule book. I think that's the referee's their interpretation, which is a significantly. Uh, listen, I'm being a little bit arrogant here, and whatever you guys can all bite me. Everyone listening to, not just you two. I like you two. You don't have to kiss my butt, but everyone else can kiss my butt. I understand the scramble better than ninety nine point nine 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 percent of freaking people listening to this podcast, and. I am telling you, if the bottom guy only is holding on to a leg and is on his belly, that should be a takedown. The, and the issue is... Um, and the referees should start calling it that, but they just need to listen to me. They need to listen to this podcast. They need to listen to me. They need to call a takedown, and it would absolve a whole bunch of their issues that they have because it's a freaking well, takedown. Well, the actual issue here is that if he had just waited a half a second... Yeah, it would have been, yeah. It's it's clear, but it's when it's awarded, and it was awarded early, so that completely threw out the reversal, um, and to which you know the Oklahoma State, I think rightly were, were upset with how the sequence was officiated. They didn't challenge the takedown, which surprised me, because um, I think that could have got the whole sequence kind of thrown out, and they were, it would have been one one. It was one one at the time of the scramble, and this is the closing moments of the of the third period. Yeah. Um, I, I thought I thought it was a takedown for Jackson Smith. Okay, so really, it should have been either way. It should have been all square, um, but ultimately, the the reversals waved, and Luke Serber loses. Jackson Smith rolls onto the semis. Wait, so um, let I, me ask you a question. So the review rule is that because it was called one second early, that it, yes. it gets waived. Yes, because it changes their. I mean, because it changes the athlete's actions. I guess would be the argument. Of course, for yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, we've talked about that multiple yep, yep, times. Yep, um, I'm okay that, with that. I don't really love it, but I am okay with it. I mean, there's, it, it, there's no, like with your injury default thing, it should be like, um, like, oh man, that was gonna that was gonna happen anyways. You should just yeah. know that that was what was gonna happen, and just call it as if that was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, it was a uh, um. So that was an unfortunate conclusion to a great, great sequence. Awesome wrestling. Um, but with that, if you give the reversal, it's three. To, it's the score's three to three, and it's tied. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Going to um, likely to overtime. There may have been like 10 seconds left. So Jackson could have escaped, but probably going to sudden victory, which based yeah. on the two skills, I, I thought that would have been, I thought Serber looked, looked good. Um, that was a pretty tough quarterfinal match for, for Jackson, but ultimately Smith moves on. Um, but yeah, that was a crazy, crazy match. Okay. Um, what else is going on at the scuffle? Let me, I'm pulling up the brackets here. I'm literally here. So one, I d- decided not to go to the arena for the show because it's very loud and play a lot of music. So um, Maybe some harmonica, you never know when it's going to get busted oh, out. You're going to get some harmonica for sure. <laughs> so we got oh. Ramos versus Poulin for semis at uh, topside 25, certain and Mastro bottom. Mastro had a tight one against uh, Nico Provo. It was really close. Ramos, uh, the uh, Cooper Flynn match was close until he got the pin. I know he get that overtime. He loves that over. Step over. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I know one. Uh, Forty nine. Um, oh my god, why am I blanking on the name? 
Jay Navis got upset first round. Yeah, Joffrey. Um, he's solid. Joffrey. Joffrey's solid. Yeah, he's in he's in the semis against uh, Voinovich, and then you've got uh, March versus Quinn Kenner. Man, freaking Jordan Williams and Kellen March. You should watch this match, Ben. It is an incredible, incredible match. That was in the wrestlebacks, right? Because uh, Jordan Williams beat uh, Ethan Miller on the front side, and then which was a great match. Oh, was that was the front side. Oh, got it. Got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was a great match too against Miller. Um, decided on a really a locked hands point. It was a sort of a really tough first round match for both guys. I thought that they could have spread them out a little bit, but maybe they don't have, don't have the criteria. Um, but yeah, Williams is, is right there. He's going to be a tough, I think 49 is a good weight for him. And mm-hmm. uh, obviously, you know, he's probably going to redshirt this year with Voinovich doing what he's doing. Um, well, so, uh, so did they give up making G Peller go down? I don't know. I don't know if G did himself any <laughs> favors losing, oh. uh, losing to Charlie Derrickot in a, in a match where he he had one opportunity to <laughs> score and he almost did, uh, but then he couldn't get out in tiebreakers against Derrickot. Derrickot rode him out in tiebreakers and he lost. Um, yeah. So who knows? Actually, <laughs> uh, well, if uh, you guys full arena, I don't know if you see this, it has the, uh, it has it backwards. It says three, two to G filler, but it has Derrickot as the winner. Yeah. Uh, that's the t- table workers. I don't know what happened there. That's weird. Okay. Um, but yeah, Derek caught one by one, confusingly. Um, so what else is going on? Griffith Griffith was actually kind of in a tough match against uh, McLean of Oklahoma State. He was down three two in the third. What? I missed yeah. that. Yeah, and then he got a he got a ankle pick in the third, and then uh, transitioned to a Turk and and ultimately won seven three. But it's kind of close. Not that good. He lost to uh, Mizzou backup. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Shane was just kind of getting his motor running, but he was fine after that. He's going to have Carlson in the semis. Carlson knocked off sheets. So there's maybe growing momentum for to cut both sheets. <laughs> out. But the problem is Oklahoma State doesn't have the, – who's their other 65? McLean? Jalen Harper? I mean, that's not – those aren't good options, guys. No. Um, and then you bet that that's going to bench Voinovich. Yeah. Put him on the Voina bench. That's not good. Yeah. He's a good wrestler. Um, 74, Plot Kratiger, Bailey O'Reilly versus Peyton Mako. I think we'll probably see uh, a Plot Mako final there, but who knows? Kratiger Mako. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. You never know. Um, De'Anthony Parker Jr., I mean, just in general, North Dakota State's impressive to me. Caliendo, Parker. Joe Mueller lost a really tough uh, quarterfinal match, but they're just they, they just put four in the crap. semis. Yeah, they they were they were impressive. They stick out as a kind of a unit for for this tournament. Um, I'm excited for 97. Stephen Little for Little Rock Dang. is. I'm tough. kind of surprised about him. He He's good. Weird. He, 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 had a, uh, he, he had wasn't... a sick takedown. I just remember, uh, I believe, okay, I believe Cole Marisola beat, this is my lens, guys. I pretty much just watched mostly AWA guys in high school, but I, I want to say Cole Marisola beat him twice at Fargo this summer. And so I was like, not, I mean, I know Cole's good, but he was, right, he's only a junior in high school. So I wasn't super impressed by Stephen Little. So when he's making, he's doing this well in college, I was very surprised with it. 
yeah, he's doing a uh doing a great job for them. Um still young. So that that was impressive. But Laird Laird moves on. He's got Pence from North Dakota State. Jackson Smith, Lou Dupre, the bottom one. That's that's gonna be a really fun semi as well. And then for the big boys, this uh Corey Day, he's he's pretty nasty on top. He threw in a double egg power half and pinned Peter Ming in the first period. It was nice. Um I hadn't really watched him much before, but Elam looks like he's probably gonna roll through this way. Dayton Dayton looked good. A lot of riding time against Redding. Um and then Braden Palmer, one of the bigger stories at 33, knocking off uh out of Saev. 41, I think, is still the semis I'm looking forward to the most between Berkland and Hart. Yeah, and Miller. Yeah, Miller, Miller's the one who knocked off Droga Mueller. Uh mm-hmm. in a pretty that match, every time I looked up, one of the sides was challenging something. It just uh-huh. And there were a bunch of things overturned. I actually didn't uh, see very many challenges. To have. I feel like I watched a lot of matches, and I don't feel like I saw a high percentage of challenges. Yeah, yeah, not not a ton, uh, which is good. I mean, the officiating has been quality. That, that Jackson-Smith sequence was the one that was, um, you know, regrettable. But beyond that, it was good. Uh, do we want to get to some questions? Taylor Matthews had a question about scuffle, and I didn't notice this. Maybe you did, Christian, about inconsist- inconsistent stall calls at scuffle. Um, I didn't notice that I mean, either. I, I saw, I saw some uh, in the uh, Smith Serber match. There was a terrible edge stall call on. There was such a bad stall call on Jackson Smith that the Oklahoma State. Staff was like, this is so stupid. Cause then they then they immediately had a makeup call for the other side. It was just like yeah. it was like Jackson literally shot him out of bounds and they hit him for a push stall. Um well that, so not to go back to the uh the Yaya Parko match, but the one to the the one takedown that we talked about where Parko almost stayed in bounds, Yaya freaking sent it to get out of bounds on that one. And yeah. that's like that is and we've talked about this before, but that is the Probably since, since there is no fleeing the mat, that call does not exist anymore. That would be the most blatant type of stalling, and lots of times refs do not call that one when it's when it's the worst one. They called it on um, Derricott against G Feller. Okay, G, G was on a single, and Derricott just dove out of bounds, and they hit him for stalling, and it was a point. Um, so. There's still hope for them to call it some. Hey, did I so tell you about my other new rule that I want to make to tell you guys about this? I what's that? my brother. I got a great rule. So I hear it. They still need to institute incident. It's not quite as good of a rule as incident. That would be the ultimate rule, but it is pretty good. Okay. So, okay. you know, there's certain situations in folk style wrestling where the bottom guy legitimately can't really move. Um, say like I got a double bar or a bar and a wrist or double legs in, like these type of situations. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily want to. You feel bad about punishing the top man by giving the bottom man a restart because the top guy did in fact earn that position. <clears throat> but then at the same time, sometimes it goes on forever, and you're like, well, I don't really feel like the top man is trying to use this, but they did get they they did earn this position. And so, like, a, a stalemate would be totally punishing the top man and benefiting the bottom man. So if you did a stalemate and a stalling at the same time, then you would be 
punishing the bottom man a little bit, rewarding the top man for what he got, and not making us endure the boringness of that situation. How do you feel about that? Um, so call call stalling on the top man, but not no, stop no, it? no, 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 stalling on bottom. You're punishing for his inability to get out of that position. Okay, so that'll make him move a little more, and then maybe he can get or a try. Turn. But if he legitimately can't, then you're punishing him for not being able to. Okay. Hmm. I don't hate it. What do yeah, you think? Where, lots of times, what you generally see is you see the position could be. So here's here's the options currently, right? The position is extended for too long, and they just sit there, and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, this is boring." Like, eh, they shouldn't be sitting for long. Number two, a lot of times it's stalling on the top man. Okay, which is not ideal. Sometimes the bottom man gets called for stalling, and he's got to stay there, right? But he can't, he actually can't really move. You got right. You know what I'm talking about, JD? Where there's some position yep. where it's really tough for the bottom guy to move, so he gets yeah. called for stalling, and he still can't move. Right, that's not ideal either. So you're getting like I think you kind of take away all the issues out of the, the, that position. Okay, I like it. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. Not mad at that at all. Sweet. I might go to the referees convention next year. You should. Where is that convention? I don't know. Well, the, at the they go to the NWCA coaches convention. There's a big uh, rules meeting there, but I don't think all the refs go. That would be. Can you imagine if they had a, co- a convention with the coaches and the refs? That would be fun. Honestly, honestly, they probably should because it would it would humanize uh each other to each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it would uh there's maybe an antagonistic relationship between the coaches and the referees. And I'll tell you with the PL, right? One of the things that uh, someone got fined for yelling at the referees. That's the thing. The coaches can't yell at referees. Yeah. So we we have it literally in the bylaws where a, a coach gets fined for getting on the referees too much. But then it was perfect. Afterwards, we were all in the hotel having kind of a meeting about certain things upcoming, and the referees were there. And it was like, so we sat them down, not not all of them, right? It was like, I think it was three of them. And we asked them, like, what about this? What about that? And we, like, went through different scenarios. It was like, hey, we should be working together to make a better product rather than working against each other. And yeah. so I think, you know, that's something that we're, you know, we need to do. And obviously – uh, referees can't be abdicated uh, abdicated from making bad calls, and if they're not doing a good job, they should be punishment for that. But it should be uh, referees and coaches working together to make a better product versus seeing, you know, seeing as a, a enemy type relationship. Yeah, it's contentious. It's like, yeah, uh, it should man, be contentious because if you think about it, Christian, um, maybe may, in in certain cases, maybe this the, is is true. But referees should just be trying to call what they see. And I think in most cases, that's true. They're just calling what they see. Yeah. That's it. They're just trying to enforce the rules of the game and do it the best they can. I would have a hard time uh, getting talked to like that. What do you mean? Oh, oh, I don't understand. They they just take it. Like, some of the things they say, it's like, all right, is this happening? Like, are we... Like I, I mean, how do you not stick up for yourself a little more there? Say like, yes. man, you're not you're not talking to me like that, bro. Like on on like the yes. person level, like man, maybe yes. you could. You're a big wrestling coach. You could beat me up, but I'm gonna stick up for myself. But they just yes. they just let they just let it go, let it roll off. I'm like, all right, man. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But yeah, I think I think uh, that would be good to have all the coaches and referees together because then it. Uh, Maybe they would realize, hey, this is this is another human being, and maybe I shouldn't be talking to them that way. Uh, yeah, I know that's something. I mean, I'm I guess I'm not an old coach, but I know like earlier when you know as I was younger, I was kind of more of an a hole. 
Uh, and <laughs> and I don't even think I don't even think like if we have the spectrum of total a hole to like the nicest, I don't think I was like, you know, there's some people who are like, oh, they're real bad. I was just like, hey, you know, a little bit this way, and I'm like, I'm not yeah. freaking gonna do that anymore. Like, I'm not gonna lose my shit barely ever. <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah, I had to learn a lot of hard lessons coaching in high school, and I'm like, all right, sort of changed my philosophy on it. Um. Okay, more questions. Uh, why didn't I answer Chael Sonnen? Yeah. I, well, I was literally calling the Southern Scuffle Quarters when he went crazy on Twitter. Um, <laughs> what teams have performed most above and below expectations this year? Hmm. Good question. All right, let me go to the team rankings. I feel like, well, it's like... Iowa a, State's balling out. Iowa State, yeah. That's, that's the most Big above, time. for sure. Big time bump up. Uh, Nebraska for sure. Definitely. I don't feel like well, but we watched their first duel and we were yeah. like, "Wow, we thought we were there going to be better than this." Yeah, but then and I was NDSU. like, "But and, and you're talking about NDSU being good, so maybe we we under, really underestimated NDSU." That's that's partially it, but man, them winning Vegas is like what that that was just not something I thought yeah. was a possible. They're they're in they're in the trophy. Position, right? You guys have them at fourth right now, which I feel like is, uh, I don't want to say, uh, yeah, I feel like that's too high. I feel like they're going to finish below. If I if I was gambling right now, I would say I would bet on them finishing yeah. below where they're at. Um, I completely agree. I mean, I I had my bet. JD and I kind of had a little back and forth on the show, like because he was like, "Dude, pull Ridge, you can trophy." I said, "No." I and we I think we even Why had are a they so bet. high right now. I guess they got we, labs. Labs is super high. They got one Rob's at one fifty seven. He's number one. And then labs is two. Now Hardy's high. Um oh, and Hardy's it, high right now. Yes. He's That's five. Crazy way Cronin is in an all American position. Um yeah. Pinto's not, so, is it? Let's see, where's Pinto at? Well. No. But th- that's the thing about this team race. It, it a, a a one and a two and an eight and a five is a, goes a long way for this team race um i I still i i still not um necessarily thinking uh that i'm gonna be wrong about the nebraska thing but certainly a lot has happened since we had that conversation jd where i'm like well maybe not because i said you can add ridge lovett's like second place points on top of whatever nebraska gets in season it won't be enough for a trophy yeah i don't know three three really high finishers may may actually get it done but they have to do but they have to but peyton rob has to win yes my my right like that's he could win ridge has to make it back to the finals yes yeah ridge would have to do that again yeah Um, um And then where there's, you know, so if we were literally just looking at just the rankings right now and you're gambling over under on where their finish is, um, you know, someone like in Arizona State at 11 or Virginia Tech at 9, like I'll, I'll bet a decent amount of money on a higher finish than that. Yeah, I, I would agree with that too. Arizona State has been, well, you you had someone, you had a preseason number one that is now ranked what? Um, Seven, eight, somewhere there. Yeah, somewhere. Schultz is sixth Six. right now. Yeah. Um. What what really hurts Arizona State is the you know no Jacory Teamer who could absolutely that win this way. Bad, yeah, um, that's a big hurt. Um, Twenty five, you know, you came in and you had like the number two or three ranked guy, and or probably three, and now he's, he's now he's sixth. And previously he was back; they were earning even fewer points from Figueroa. So that's not been 
ideal. So I, I do think Arizona State could come, but there's not a lot of help coming from like other weights like Kyle Valencia or even well, well, I, like, Parco's good though. I mean, Parco could all American. He, you guys have him at six. Well, he needs. There, he, there's he needs yeah. to. He needs to. Um, North Northfleet at ninety seven hasn't been great either. What do you guys got him at? He has him at twelve. So, yeah, all right. Yeah, they got some possi- They got some possibilities. But yeah, uh, team are being out. The team uh, that is below, I I know this this is an easy one for me when I'm I'm on the team rankings. Um, the team that has performed below expectations to me is Ohio State. Yep, big time. Yep, that's a that's yeah. They lost to you and I, and nearly lost to Virginia Tech. They had this yeah. Cliff Keen. That's definitely been a disappointing season so far for for them. Um, I mean, they could that, definitely turn it around. It's not without. It's not out of the question. Yeah, I honestly, Pitt being in the top ten is not something I saw. Um, that's right. That's right. Yeah, happening either. Um, so th- those are probably the the standout teams for for me. I, I think this trophy race is 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 fascinating. I mean, NC State's ranked fifteenth. That's a yeah, that's, that's kind of. Why are they so low? They have a lot they of have a bunch of middle. Is that flawed at, team scoring system, right, Christian? Well, um, I disagree. Um, I do think round of twelve. What about Camacho? Is Camacho not coming back? Uh the, he tells like, Yeah, uh, sounds like he could, and he's cleared, but they feel like he could probably get a medical too. Okay, so I don't know. It sounds like it's not yet determined. Um, but it my guess TBD. TDB. So we'll see. Okay. But yeah, they they they've got a lot of good wrestlers. Just they're not ranked really high right now, apart from Hydley, who's third. And Trump trumbles at nine, so that you know it's just outside the oh, nine. Ed Scott's at eleven. That's the state of one ninety seven. <laughs> Man, Ed Scott though, I could see. I mean, Ed, you guys won't count as Will Lawan wins. <laughs> yeah, uh, that does. I could hurt. see Ed Scott obviously finishing. Say top five. Yeah, he seems and, uh, to have too many deficiencies to actually like go go win the thing. Uh, but I, you know, he could he'll lose a match somewhere in there. But I could see him coming back strong and actually probably scoring a lot of points because he the loss, you know, in there. lost to Humphreys, lost to uh, Corbin, lost to Munson. Corbin Munson. That's, that's a, this that's year dragging him down this year. Yeah, that hurts your hurts your yeah. ranking, and then you don't get credit for your best win, <laughs> right? Yep, yep, yep. But he looked. I mean, I I look at his Peyton Rob match, the uh, CKLV one, and you're like, man, for that that match was as nip and tuck as as about can be. Um, so he, he's he's certainly right there, but a lot of people are right there with him. So it can go a lot of different ways. Like for pr- prime example, he was the four seed last year, I'm pretty sure, and he didn't place. It's it's going to be like that. So NC State can do it though. Virginia Tech for sure. A lot of a lot of good teams. Going to be a fun, fascinating trophy race because um, Nebraska could wrestle decent and not be top eight, top ten. You know, like well, that, that's the thing. Not to to pick on the team scoring because I don't want to have the argument with you, Christian. But Nebraska as a team, they wrestle like dog crap. Like all their guys do terrible. But if they have Peyton Rob and and Mike Labriola wrestle really well, they're going to be in like seventh place or something. Maybe. Uh 
Yeah, because if if Rob gets say twenty two, twenty five, what we just did this, didn't we do the other day? Like, what, what was it to take tenth place was like forty five on average or something like that? No, yeah, like, like, the the trophy was what in the sixties, like fourth place. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if they had Labriola, Labriola and Rob could score forty forty to forty five points between the two of them. Mm-hmm. That will put them in the top ten. Yep, if they do that. Okay, other questions. Um, would Ben get private lessons for disc golf? Huh, I don't think I'm good enough. He's not good enough. I'm, you could try. I think you could, if you took someone that was brand new, I think you could. Yeah, okay, that's right. I could teach someone who's brand new. And ben doesn't think he can uh, He can give any sort of instruction unless he's like made an Olympic team in, in that craft. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, then, I would feel like uh, imposter syndrome. Yeah. Perhaps. Um, Avery Lynch wants to know what our New Year's resolutions are. I I don't think I've ever really done them. Um, I just kind of like, if there's something I want to do, I'll probably just do it at that time. I won't wait for the new year. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, JD, I what are your New Year's resolutions? Beat Avery in a match. Beat Avery in a match? That's a good resolution. Also, you're you're gonna get married this year, JD. It is true. That's gonna be fire. It's not really a resolution, but yeah. <laughs> the goal, I guess. Yeah, it's a goal <laughs> to maintain to maintain a healthy, loving relationship, and from now till forevermore. That's good. How involved? I, I imagine heavily. You're heavily involved in the wedding planning. Of course, everything yes. goes ah. through me. <laughs> okay um let's see any other questions before we go it is 10 40 here in tennessee um why why not shorten the wrestling season when coaches are saying it's too long shouldn't someone listen yeah i think so the, but getting these coaches to agree on much of anything with enough consensus to get something done is the tough part it is. yeah I would agree. So, I mean, kind of just what I said about the um, the referees uh, and coaches, and if you know, like humanizing them to each other uh, and making them get along. It, I one of the things I see because I'm out, I'm outside of the college coaching world. It is kind of like it's kind of weird because I I think I'm more in the business sense where like we should all get, everyone should try to get along and make the best thing possible how much these dudes fight and hate each other and puff their chests out and try to prove I'm right. You're wrong. And I think, you know, it obviously stems from being against each other in the corners. It just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. They have a hard time. Well, and part of the problem is it's like in, in what actual sport does it require all the coaches agreeing on something for a change to happen? Like that shouldn't be the barrier to get stuff done in the sport. I think it's probably the reason the sport is where it is, is that every decision, freestyle, collegiately, high school, it goes through coaches. Yeah. Which that doesn't actually make sense to me that that's the, yeah. I think they should have a stake and a, a voice, but the fact that we're relying on coach consensus to move the sport in any direction makes it, makes it tough to me. Um, yeah. Makes it tough to bring about change because there's so many outside factors and agendas built into that. Um and the fact that you may not be just because you're a great wrestling coach doesn't mean you're equipped to make the best decisions to move a sport forward either. Like right. those two are not 
connected, really, yeah. um, in my opinion. That's why Bill Belichick doesn't make any decisions for the NFL. They leave that to, like, business people. Yeah. Um, and let Bill coach and be, be a great coach. Um, so, hey, sorry, sorry I, didn't look, I didn't look at the chat much. What, anything going on there, J.D.? Somebody asked a question about um, should the NCAA require teams to compete in certain events? No. You're uh, also just going to get, like, if a guy's not healthy, a backup will come in like we have now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, should, should there be a match minimum to enter a conference tournament? Maybe so. Maybe you should have to have wrestled, what would the number be? 12, 15 matches to get into conferences? That That's might be weird then, because then, if, yeah, obviously, right? If someone is legitimately hurt, then you have that, you know, yeah. I don't know. It's just, that's just an opportunity for the last chance open to grow. Get a, get a three day, it really is, yeah. Three day round robin. You get, you know, four matches a day. How many handshake uh, agreements would there be of, hey, my guy's going to go out there and take an injury default just to get a match? Man, they they cannot count injury defaults. They've got oh, to get rid of that. That yeah, should never count. Uh, I think they did eliminate the. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. That was crazy. Okay. Anything else? Oh, Rick Wasserman said, "I know you have a lot going on. Could a head coaching position lure you in?" Who? You. Did we talk about this? <laughs> Did we talk? No, I don't think I would ever go back to coaching. Never go back. College, okay. college coaching obviously. I'm gonna I have okay, here's a caveat. Here's a caveat. I bet you I bet you consider this one. Kale says, Hey, I got another position. You can come in, help help me run the room along with the, the other guys. And then you would get to see how they do things for you know, you wouldn't do it then. Hell no. The only thing I mean, the only even consideration and ever and it's already been in consideration and I've already decided against it is Wisconsin or Mizzou, right? Wisconsin, I don't actually have to move. And I have all I already have all the good kids here that want to be on my team. Um, it would be so easy. I don't right? think you'd be able to get them. Ha! And then uh, Mizzou, because, uh, you know, I love Missouri. And, you know, that's already. Yeah, it just. Uh, yeah. We, I decided against that already. I, you know, obviously, yeah, I'm here where I'm at. And turns out, Ben enjoys life. I enjoy life, and I, 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 the, I have a really hard time with the idea of someone being my boss again. Um, you know, like an AD, and you, they tell you what to do. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't, don't think I could deal with it. I, I wonder how much of that really happens. Do you think they're like? Uh... It's got to be at least some, especially when you say the many stupid uh-huh. things as I say. I'm sure there'd be at least like a handful of times a year where. Oh yeah. Like, What'd you say on Twitter? We're going to yell at you now. <laughs> yeah. 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 I understand that. Okay. Well, that's fine. Good question from Rick Wasmer. Um, mm-hmm. Did you see Tom Ryan was tweeting about um, a, a college wrestling playoff coming soon? Maybe maybe uh, he can swing, make some things happen. That would be awesome. I mean, Let's see what he said. College wrestling playoff. Going to be crazy. Coming someday. Oh, coming someday. Or Sunday. But definitely someday. <laughs> I hope so. It would be amazing. A dual bracket. Let's go. That would be so fun. And on that note. That is my New Year's wish. Yes. We don't have New Year's resolutions. We just make wishes. That's right. Absolutely. No action. We take no action. We just make wishes. Exactly. 
<laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go. Thank you guys so much for listening. Happy New Year. I don't know if Happy I Happy New Year. Happy New Happy Year. New year. <laughs> Happy New Year. We're here in the uh here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I like Chattanooga. Great place. And uh excited for day 2 of the scuffle. Semis at 1 Eastern, finals at 7 Eastern. Um So yeah, thanks so much for for listening. We'll see you on Wednesday when uh when we're back on the show. The day of the Arizona State Cornell duel. Thank you guys so much. See ya.